You are listening to the Seven Rivers Student Ministry Podcast, a ministry of Seven Rivers Church in Citrus County, Florida. Here at SRSM, we believe that all students are lovable through a relationship with Jesus. Visit our website at sevenrivers.org backslash students. Hey guys, this is Mikey Puckett with Seven Rivers Student Ministry. You're listening to episode 12, In Control. This story comes to us from our very own Brock Weed. He's involved in our youth group. He's a junior at Seven Rivers Christian School. Uh, he plays many of the sports like football, soccer, baseball, and, and, and I'm sure there's others that I'm, I'm not even uh, mentioning or forgetting that, that, that's slipping my mind right now. But uh, needless to say, uh, I remember the first time that I met Brock, it was, it was about three to four years ago, and it was at a middle school midwinter. It was my first middle school midwinter retreat, and uh, Brock was one of the first students that I ever met, and I loved him. I, I, like, immediately, it was like, this guy's awesome. I'm so excited that I get to be here at Seven Rivers because I get to work with um, a kid like Brock Weed. And getting to, you know, as a youth pastor, as an adult, like, sometimes when you're taking a new job, especially when you're working with kids or students you always think you're coming in and you're like okay I'm going to teach these kids so much and I'm going to give them so much but really what happens and and, and those who work with kids and those who are teachers or other youth pastors out there or or just even parents out there like you know that actually your kid the kids teach you more and Brock's one of those kids who's taught me so much about life Uh, Brock is a man of integrity he's a man of character he is honest he's sincere he's genuine he, he, he's some, one of those guys that when I think about um, my children that I would, I would want my kids to be like um, and that I hope my kids would be like uh, because uh, just, just as I've gotten to know Brock, I've been just really blown away by his character. And uh, I think character is something that's missing um, in a lot of people um, and Brock has it. And you're going to hear that in the story as Brock shares um, as he navigated through um, some of these, the struggles of, you know, being an early, you know, a young kid and experiencing medical issues, and then even this year encountering some serious medical issues. So, Brock, I'm so proud of you. I'm honored that I get to be your youth pastor. Uh, it's been a joy to get to know you over the last three to four years, and uh, your story is a gift, um, and you're a gift. And so, I'm so glad that a bunch of people out there are going to get to hear it. And so, here is uh, Brock's story. Brockweed. I'm a junior at Seven Rivers Christian School. I'm excited to share with you today how God has and continues to work in my life. I was born on April 6, 2003, right here in Citrus County. Shortly after I was born, my parents realized my head was growing abnormally. You see, my head had taken onto the shape of a football, so my mom quickly took me to see our pediatrician and soon after that the pediatrician referred me to see a neurosurgeon at All Children's Hospital in St. Pete. Within a week of that visit, I was scheduled for surgery to have part of my skull removed. 
I had been diagnosed with sagittal craniosynostosis. All three of my suture lines had been fused at birth, causing me to have pressure buildup inside of my head. My neurosurgeons had informed my parents that immediate surgery was necessary so that I wouldn't lose my eyesight or hearing, and so I wouldn't have severe seizures or developmental delays. I spent the next week after surgery in ICU at All Children's. I healed well from surgery, and within time met all my milestones and was released from neurosurgeon several months before scheduled. Fast forward a few years, I was intrigued by the game of football. My mom wasn't very excited about me playing, but I had other plans. So I returned to my neurosurgeon at All Children's, and he cleared me to play football. I started playing flag football for the Sharks organization in Crystal River, and continued to play football all through primary school, middle school, and then my high school career. On September 6, 2019, just two games into our football season, our school was scheduled to play Keswick Christian School in St. Pete. Now I'm telling much of this story with the help of my teammates and my family as I do not recall many of the events of that day or even in the days that followed. I've watched the film from the first half of the game and I had several catches including one for a touchdown. Unfortunately, I had taken many hits during the first half and was not feeling well at halftime. The beginning of the second half, I made several runs and catches but continued to take some significant hits. We had just scored a touchdown, and this is the th point when things started to go downhill. Our team was attempting to score a two-point conversion, so the quarterback tossed me the ball. I would then try to get around the si right side and slip into the end zone, but the end result was not so good. A defender prevented me from getting around the edge by wrapping me up around the legs and ankles. While tied up, two defenders came from five yards away, lowered their heads, and simultaneously forcefully struck me into the ground one hitting me in the head and the other hitting me in the chest, leaving me with nowhere to go. While I never lost consciousness, I was taken out of the game. Additionally, I was slowly losing the function of my hands. I have no memory of the football game that I had been a part of. The last memory that I have was putting my pads on before pregame. That night, I was trauma alerted to Bayfront Health Center in St. Pete. That night, and admitted into ICU. I remember my mom praying over me in ICU and asking God to intervene on my behalf. My final diagnosis was a severe concussion and a spinal cord injury. The next several months were spent getting lots of rest, attending therapy, doctor appointments, and looking forward to visits from my teammates. Sometimes I was angry that I could not return to play with my team. It made matters worse that I don't remember getting injured. Over time, I began to heal. I eventually returned to school. My headaches went away and the ability to use my hands returned. I was able to do things I had taken for granted again, like tying my shoes, brushing my teeth, and combing my hair. Through this humbling process, I have learned to trust and lean on God even more. He is showing me how to be patient and has revealed to me that although I have a love for sports, they have at times became an idol in my life. To be honest, I still struggle with this today. Having this hobby of mine taken from me not only showed me how blessed I am, but also how in control my God is. Although I didn't want my junior year to go this way, I've realized that it was, it was and is the best thing for me. 
My relationship with my Savior has grown tremendously and still does today. Ultimately, my identity is not found in sports and how I perform in football, soccer, or baseball, but instead my identity is found in Christ, my relationship with Him, and how I draw near to Him. Thank you for listening. If you would like to hear more stories and follow our devotions, you can go to www.sevenrivers.org backslash by life or by death. You are loved and you matter.